Hey guys, Montel here, and thank you so much for being a part of today's Let's Be Blunt with Montel. And today, we have the pleasure of talking with the co-founder of the Ohio Cannabis Health and Business Summit, an annual educational event in Cleveland aimed at both the general public and people in the cannabis industry. Our guest is a freelance business journalist, content creator, and author with 30 years of experience covering local and national stories on topics as diverse as cannabis and technology to opinion pieces and small business challenges. And she covers various aspects of the, of the cannabis industry in her Blunt Talk blog. What's a pleasure? It's a pleasure to have you join us today. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Absolutely. Look, before we get jump in, let's let's back up for a second and talk a little bit about you. Tell me about where you grew up, you know, what's your background, where'd you come from, where'd you go to school? Give me a little background. Hmm, okay. Um, so I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, yeah, we just in my home state, they just went from medical to recreational, added that uh, in the last six months. And, um, you know, went to University of Missouri, Columbia, um, graduated, went to Vegas, started my career in Vegas covering crime and Las Vegas of all places. And then I moved into covering gaming and tourism. And then I moved to Cleveland, Ohio. And that's where I spent my 20 plus years, 25 years almost. And now I live in Jacksonville, Florida. So and that's summary. Uh, so good. Now, where'd you go to school? University of Missouri. University, University of Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Okay. And so what led you into getting involved in cannabis in Ohio? So when you do anything for too long, you know, you need a change. I don't really care what career you're in. We all need changes. And I had covered every aspect of business um, from I've had everything from a had lots of columns from a business etiquette column to sales and marketing column. I've covered manufacturing, technology. I've covered just about every industry in business. And, you know, after so many years, my passion, let me backtrack, my passion is covering small business though. And I covered small business for at least half of my career, including having a column that lasted for 10 years called My Biggest Mistake and how I fixed it. Interviewed more than 450 entrepreneurs for that and had a small, um, had a, a book that came out on it um, when I did that call. So fast forward, when I was looking for something new to cover, um, cannabis was new in Ohio in 2018. And there was nothing for me to cover that first year because it was just people getting licenses. And that's, you know, that's not a business story for me. And it was it was a tumultuous time in Ohio with those first licenses that were given out because I had spent some time in Ohio um, doing some lobbying and also doing some, you know, flesh pressing with some of your politicians. And I know that initially there was some difficulty in getting this program going in Ohio, wasn't it? Right? Absolutely. It was a lot of challenges, like, you know, with so many others. And it's so crazy that now we're up to, what, 40, 41 states and 23 that are recreational, um, you know, uh, adult use. And we're on the ballot for November. But um, so happy about that. But yeah, so when I started covering it, I was literally, I realized that all it was is a bunch of people coming from various industries into cannabis. Um, the former CVS pharmacist was now running a dispensary. You know, the former person who was in manufacturing is now running a cultivation 
plant or site or dispensary. You know what I'm saying? It was just like a lot of people, they need everybody because it's a new industry and that doesn't happen often. And so because my passion is small business, that's kind of how I started covering um, covering the cannabis industry. And I fell into this space because the last story that I wrote was about the need to educate people about this industry. And um, that's how I met my business partner, um, Lenny, Lenny Berry. He is a founder of our event. And that's how it all started. And when you say uh, you, you realize the need for education back then, there's still a big need for education right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my business partner, um, Lenny Berry is the founder of our event. And he happened to be in the last story that I wrote before I took a buyout at the Cleveland Plain Dealer newspaper. And it was just a story about there's a need. I hear all these new new places starting up, but nobody really knows what's up. You know, and he is a serial entrepreneur in multiple fields. But at the time, the reason he was in my last story is because he was a co-owner of, of a recommendation clinic where you had to have one of 20 some licenses. I mean, I'm sorry, not licenses, one of 20 something conditions in order to qualify for a medical marijuana card in Ohio. And anyway, so he, he reached out to me and, you know, just a quick text and like, hey, thanks for clueing me into your story and photo gallery. And I was like, yeah, no problem. But by the way, that's my last story. And he was like, oh, yeah. So what you going to do next? I'm like, uh, don't know. <laughs> and, then, and that's kind of how it all started. He's like, well, can we talk? And I'm thinking about what? And that's literally how we started. And we put together the first event back in 2019 uh, because he got frustrated because so many people were coming through. And even though they qualified with any of these conditions, they were clueless. Now what? You know, I got this medical marijuana card. Now what? I mean, I'm, I'm, they're, they're intimidated to go to a dispensary. They're intimidated to even try cannabis, you know, a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? And is this really going to help me? And so he saw an opportunity because there wasn't much going on in, in Ohio with, in terms of education. And that's how it all started. And before you say there wasn't much going on in Ohio in terms of education, there was probably a lot going on with B2B education, but not B2C education, correct? Yes. Yes. So, always, yeah. So that, and that's the problem, you know, I mean, even today, you know, there's, there's still, like you said, there's still a need for education. Um, and, you know, there's going to be challenges in, with any new industry, but, you know, at the same time, there's still stigmas, as you know, um, and we just want to help play a role in dispelling those stigmas. So the, the Ohio Cannabis Health and Business Summit addresses addresses issues associated with the development of business opportunities, but you also then put on forums where you educate the public on the valuable or the value and viability of cannabis as maybe an alternative choice? Absolutely. So when we first started, we weren't even thinking about business. You know, because we literally kind of threw it together in a few months and and we weren't trying to make money because you're not if you charge five dollars in advance, 15 dollars at the door, you're not trying to make money. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to educate people. And to our surprise, several hundred people showed up. And so but because he is a businessman, a serial entrepreneur, and I am a business journalist, it felt weird to me not to bring in business to it. And so at the last minute, we threw together a panel like at four o'clock on a Saturday. And I noticed, I looked out, I was moderating it and I looked out and there was still like 200 some people still there. So we knew we had something, but then COVID hit, of course, the whole world shuts down and everything closed down. So we didn't have our next event, which is a whole different level now, um, until this past October, we had about 1500 people and about hundred exhibitors, 
50 some speakers. And so it'll be something similar this year and, but way more and way more networking opportunities. You know, I mean, I, I, uh, have spoken at a gazillion. I can't even tell you the number of conferences across the country and the conferences that I've been at recently, you said that you met me at Bazinga, yeah. you know, all more business related, uh, though they may put on one or two small forums for 20 minutes or 30 minutes to try to see if they can appeal to the masses and give them information. The majority of them are more B2B. I, I, I still see that today, which I think is really a testament of how far this industry has not grown because the truth of the matter is it is the consumer that needs to get the information to be able to make this more of a viable industry. Um, you know, when we leave the consumer out and we don't, let them know like right now. I mean, in the majority of places around the country, you know, the majority of uh, the, the big sales opportunities are with baby boomers. But we as an industry aren't really even trying to educate the baby boomer on the fact that, you know, places like Israel consider cannabis a geriatric drug. And they literally make sure that, you know, the, the you know, 55 and older understand that there's an opportunity to utilize cannabis and to replace some of the other pharmaceuticals that they are on, or at least uh, uh, cannabis gives them another alternative to the pharmaceuticals that they're on. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with Sorry. you strongly, and that's the reason we will um, obviously we it, it would be nice if we made a quarter. But <laughs> the point is, we're our goal is to educate. We're going after two different audiences, and it's very difficult because to bring value. But we're doubling down down on. Uh, patients and consumers and the general public because, and we're even, if you have an Ohio medical marijuana card, you can come to our event for free because we realize that in Ohio, there's almost 800,000 people who are registered with medical marijuana cards, but only half of them are using them. So that speaks for a couple reasons. You know, obviously there's a need for more education, but let's be real. It's still a business component to it. And we're not, a we're similar to Florida. We're not, we're only medical. Um, we're on the ballot for recreational. So they're going to Ohio. They might be going to Detroit or Michigan, you know, where you don't have to have a license. Um, um, yeah, a medical marijuana card at all. But back to our event. Yeah, we have all kind of workshops. And one of them that will always remain is a patient panel. And as, as much as we have experts from all over the country coming to our event, we are focused on the Midwest. We're focused on Ohio. But we have people coming from all over the country, of course. And um, but the patient panel is important because you can have all the experts in the world, but it'd be nice to hear from real people, you know? So, and last year was interesting because, uh, I even, my daughter's a, a junior at Ohio state and she was a little intimidated and I was like, don't do this just for me, you know, because, you know, but she was on the panel. And so she was on a panel sitting next to a veteran, um, you know, military veteran with PTSD and challenges. And so she was, you know, here's this little 19 year old on this panel sitting next to a woman in her sixties who had multiple cirrhosis. There was another woman who had traumatic brain injury um, from a concussion, a pediatric nurse. There was another woman who was a former journalist who had opiates challenges, you know what I'm saying? And so, but the reason she was on there is because it helped her with her migraines and so much when when everything else failed like when so obviously i told you how i fell into this industry from a business stand but from a personal standpoint i was frustrated you know i had taken my child to 
you know, she'd seen a couple of different neurologists. She had had MRI, CAT scan. She had missed the entire first month of her senior year in high school three years ago, and nothing was working. And she did get a full ride golf scholarship, you know, caddy and scholarship, but she could have missed out on that because, you know, she pain is pain. And migraines is not a series of some major illness, of course, but debilitation is debilitation. And, and I was just so grateful that that's what helped her. Absolutely. And, you know, I, you answered a couple of questions I already had for you. One was, is the conference more industry or consumer centric? And you just said it's both. And then the conference is not just specific to Ohio. You do cater to people nationally, correct? Absolutely. And, you know, we are taking on a lot considering this is only our third event. And technically, it kind of feels more like the second one because it's an entirely different event from one we first did back in 2019 was strictly aimed at patients only, you know, the general public. So now, if anything, we're kind of concerned about, oh, we don't want to be too far skewed at the business side only. But it's, it is very difficult. But but here's the thing. As you mentioned, I mean, you know, I don't really let's take cannabis out of the equation. I really don't care what you're selling or what you're offering in terms of products or services, if you don't have customers, you don't have a business. Correct. So much, you know what I'm saying? And so, so much education is needed in this industry um, on both sides, you know, because it's constantly changing. You know, what was the news just a week ago with the schedule one and to schedule three and- But it has not been changed. So the, yeah. the stories that are being written that, that say, well, you know, the, there was a recommendation, but again, where did that recommendation go? It fell on, on deaf ears because- you know, this president isn't going to do it. And I'll, I'll bet you, you know, as we get closer to the next election, both sides of the campaign are going to step, jump aboard the same way they did before the last, before 2020. You know, you had Biden and Harris coming out. Yes, in the first 100 days, we're going to do something. And they've done nothing. Exactly. You know? and, then, and then you'll see Trump's probably going to say, well, I think we really need to reconsider this. And everybody's going to jump aboard and probably bring Trump in. And as soon as he gets in office, he's going to forget you. Um, Exactly. And that's uh, exactly. It's very frustrating as you, you know, it better than me. You've been doing this for 20, you've been an advocate for 20 plus years, you know, so I'm new. To it. Huh? Absolutely. It's been 20 plus years. That I've Absolutely. Been, I followed you know, your story. I, and I admire you. I, I, and I'm so grateful for everything that you do for so many people in this industry. Um, I got to say that, but I got to tell you that it's, um, it's interesting how with our event, we're just one of many conferences. You go to a lot of them, you know, um, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's we we are double downing on trying to please two different audiences the best we can. So um, we're doing things like adding things like this year from last year, a panel just on colleges and universities, because people need to understand you can't ignore this industry. I don't care if it's still against the law federally. You can't stop what states are doing. We're up to what forty-seven states and twenty-three record, you know, recreational. And these kids need to understand that there's opportunities in this industry, you know. Um, so, but, but unfortunately, I mean, you just you did throw something out there. Correct, uh, you know, we're up to forty-plus states. Yeah, in the District of Columbia. But at the same time, when we were only at like thirty-five states uh, for same-sex marriage, was passed nationally. Yeah, this is an issue that really, literally is going to be, I don't know, divisive 
until an entire generation dies off. Because, you know, this is also a tool that's been used for now. To keep people down. Years. Correct. It's a tool. To keep that's people down. And, that, and, it, and, and that's why it, it's, it makes me sick. You know, it just, I don't even know what else to say. Like, even we're just one of many conferences, but we're in our event, we're adding an expungement clinic. You know, we're, we, you can get your medical marijuana card on site because it's, we have an ancillary business panel. We've got all, you name it, we've got it, you know, and as well as some smaller workshops, but it's, it's very disconcerting. It's very um, upsetting that now that it's time to make money in this industry, how is it you getting tax dollars on stuff for some people who have, are making millions in this industry. And then there's so many people, people of color who are in jail. You know, um, we're still being put in jail. Exactly. Right. We've also decided, I mean, a lot of people have ignored and this industry is ignored, um, which I, I'm really you know, frustrated by is the fact that the industry has stopped talking about the fact that even in those states that are legal, they are still arresting brown and black people and putting them in jail for having cannabis in their pockets. Exactly. Especially in the state of Ohio. I understand that in Ohio, I mean, literally. You can go into the wrong jurisdiction and somebody, even though you just left a medical dispensary that's a legal dispensary with cannabis in your pocket, they can arrest you for that cannabis that you got from a legal facility. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It, it is, is crazy. crazy. Wait, I mean, what, what do you think the, the chances are Ohio pass, passing and becoming a rec state? I mean, we're optimistic. You know, never we one of our many panels um, is a legislation, legislative panel. And... Um, you know, we're, you just need 50% of the vote plus one or something, but there's already people lining up on, on Republican, our governors against it and so many others. So who knows? There are okay, what, 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 before you go jump past that, what are their reasons and objections to it in Ohio? It's like what you hear in any other state. You know, you're always going to hear people say, oh, it's a gateway drug or it's this, that, and the other. And, you know, you know, it's going to, it's the same thing you hear in any state. You know, all the negatives, you know, uh, people are going to misuse it if it goes recreational and there's going to be more accidents. There's going to be this, that, and the other. You know, it's, it's the same thing in any other state, you know. Um, but I'm optimistic and I just firmly believe, I don't care if you, touch cannabis a day in your life. Um, similar, it's the second biggest issue in Ohio that's going to pass. And some, I need people to support that, you know, issue two. I mean, you know, I need to vote yes on it, on issue two. The issue one is abortion, you know? So it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's interesting because let me put it like this last year at this time, it was very difficult to get journalists to cover the industry. And it's, you know, I don't blame them for not covering a one event because as a journalist myself, it's not like I wanted to cover a conference because how do you really cover a conference unless you have some one big name or one big issue? I get that. But I don't understand how you couldn't cover the state of the Ohio's industry. So we had coverage, but it wasn't much. This year, more all everybody's covering it. And so because you can't ignore it because it's going to be on the ballot, you know. So I think so that's positive that is it's bringing more awareness and, and are you one of the only conferences held in the state? Yes, this one of the largest, yes. And, and so what do you, what do you anticipate your, your participation is going to be this year? I mean, we're hoping for at least a few thousand. We only had, you know, we just, it was technically just the first one was, like I said, it was back in 2019. So last year we only had about, we had about 1,500 people, about 100 exhibitors. We had about 50 speakers. So we're expecting at least 2,000, but, it'd be, you know, hopefully at least 3,000, you know, so we'll see. 
Mm -hmm. And and does do, where do you hold it at? Do you hold it at the convention it's center? It's the IX Center in Cleveland, Ohio. It's about five minutes from the airport. Um, in Ohio, there's only two real places, big places you can have conferences, either downtown or in at the IX Center. And the IX Center is where everybody has big stuff like the home and garden show, the gaming show, the you know Christmas show, and uh, you know anything big, the boat show, the auto show, anything like that. So that's what we're having. It. It's about five minutes from the Cleveland airport. And, um, you know, go ahead right now while we're on it. Give out all the stats where people can go to figure out how if they want to fly in and be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, please check out OCHBS.com, Ohio Cannabis Health and Business Summit, OCHBS.com. Mm -hmm. And you can see our, our website. You know, you can see our schedule and all of uh, our sponsors and, and all kind of information. And for card-carrying patients, it's free? Absolutely. Is that reciprocal in any state card carrying uh, member or just Ohio? I you said that. I uh, hadn't thought about it, but heck, heck yes, <laughs> since you <Okay>. said it. <laughs> all right. All right. Good Good to know. And you have several different, um, you know. Um, Our workshops uh, range from everything from, you know, executives in cannabis, women in cannabis, ancillary businesses. Um, the list goes on and on. We, we, we're doing it. We're cooking with cannabis. You know, I think when people think of cooking with cannabis, they probably think gummies or pot brownies or something, but they don't understand there's like um, a whole world out there. Uh, tourism, you know, so we got all kind of chefs out there. I'm not saying that it's easy to do it. You might want to know a lot about dosage and maybe you should just leave it to the professionals. But the point is we're trying to bring a little bit of everything, you know, to different people. So we've got all sorts of workshops. They're, they, we really... Yeah, we did our best to try our best to serve both industries, both both sides, both people in the industry and the general public. And we're also and here's the thing with any conference, as you know, you've been to a lot of these. Um, you know, what do you really get out of any event? Forget cannabis. It's like, what do you personally get out of it? You know, and so we're we want to double. We want to do a better job with networking. We're having a big networking event Friday night at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, so we're just, we're doing, we're doing a lot that <laughs> we're excited about. Gotcha. And I mean, as it comes or as it applies to the state of Ohio, what do you see as working in the program that you have right now? What needs improvement? You know, what's not working? There's a, there's a chat, a lot of challenges right now in Ohio. You know, there are, it's a lot of, uh, oversaturation right now. There's a lot of, too much product right now. Um, there needs to be changes. Um, so we're really hoping that this recreational does pass. And, you know, some things are working, some are not like in a lot of states, but I just think that people really need to be educated, you know. Um, and, you know, when when I saw you speak at Benzinga, that really touched me when you said, when you, you basically were like, you know, I'm not trying to be the doom and gloom dude in, in the room here, even though I'm the speaker here, but this might not pass for some for a minute with this federal, you know. But in the meantime, you guys as an industry, y'all could do better with education. And that really meant something to me, you know. So and that's kind of how I feel, like, because there's still so many people who just are closed minded. You know, right. you know, and that's frustrating. You know, that's probably a big frustration. So I'm hoping, you know, that it keeps moving forward and we're added to 
you know, the states that have added recreational. But in the meantime, even if we're just state medical, like Florida right now, where you and I are both at. So there just needs to be more education. Absolutely. And I think once you once you get the masses to start forcing the issue on politicians, things will change. You know, what, what's your view? I mean, you, you brought it up, you know, uh, like a week ago, they were talking about rescheduling a week, week and a half ago. Rescheduling versus descheduling. What's your your opinion on that? So I was happy when the news came out that it was rescheduled from schedule one. That they were talking about rescheduling. I know, you're right. They're talking about it. It's not, nothing's happened. There's always a lot of talk, a lot, a lot, a lot of talk. I get it. But anything in this evolving cannabis industry, when you see baby steps, sometimes you're just happy, you know? And I, when I put something on LinkedIn about how I was happy about that, somebody's like, uh, this is stupid. This is, why can't they just deschedule? This is not, what are you happy about? Why are you even happy? <laughs> so, so, you know, it's baby steps. And um, obviously I think it, it, it pains me when I go to a conference and it may be in the form of a gummy, but if you literally pass out samples for something that could be almost worth $20. And when I read a headline that someone has spent 20 years of their life for $20 worth of cannabis. I'm not saying a truckload. Okay, that's a whole different thing. But $20 worth of cannabis, it just it breaks it just makes you sad and breaks your heart. So yeah, it just it's just crazy. It's it's crazy to be in this industry that it's it's exciting, but it's also crazy to be in an industry that's constantly evolving and has so many challenges with banking and marketing and the list goes on and on. But and and equitability. How about in Ohio? Equi- equitability. Yeah, so in in it's not just Ohio, of course, but um, yeah, nationwide. Now that it's time to make money, there are people of color sadly missing, you know. Um, and there's different ways to be in this industry, as you know. You know, even what I'm doing, me and my my partner, and I are people of color, you know. Um, so we're considered an ancillary business, you know, um, providing education to the industry. Um, but there's different ways. Uh, one of our panelists, for instance, is a young guy um, who. He's actually in New York City, Vibes BNB. It's, it's an Airbnb, you know, that allows people not to feel shame for using their medicine or, you know, even if it's recreational, they shouldn't be penalized for extra cost, you know, so they, he's created, he found an opportunity with doing that. So there's, the, cannabis is touching every industry. Like one of our, um, one of our sponsors is HBK. It's an accounting firm. They're national. They've got, 600 employees, about 30 of them are focused just on cannabis. Half of them are part-time, full-time. But the point is, they didn't try to get into cannabis. They did it because they're like a nurse and young. And they, they're, they're in, their customers are in every part of, a, of in every industry, you know, from retail to wholesale to you name it. They're in every industry, tourism, and the list goes on. And people were asking them and, and for help. And they didn't, you know, there's so many different rules when it comes to cannabis. So they became decided to become specialists and they started doing it six years ago because others weren't. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of opportunities that I see. Um, most people are are not, especially people of color, sadly, are not going to be owning a cannabis dispensary, a cultivation site, or even have a processing license. But one of the things that we want to do, and that's one of the first panels, that is the first panel we have on at our event, is ancillary businesses, because we want to encourage people to still be in this business and find different ways to be part of this industry. 
Um, because it, yeah, it, it is very, yeah, it's not making me happy that to not see people of color in this industry of any color much. And one more time, hit us with the stats on how they can get to be involved in the Ohio, Ohio Cannabis, Cannabis Health and Business Summit, Cleveland, Ohio, at the IX Center, uh, OCHBS.com with the little T-shirt, Ohio Cannabis Health and Business Summit. You can get your tickets there. Um, we're, we, we did keep our, our prices low. It's only like 20 bucks to come because we kept it low because it's the general public, too. Um, the I The... Rock and Roll Hall of Fame event is going to be a more secluded thing. It's going to be like a hundred bucks, includes with some food and some, some drinks and stuff. But hip hop exhibit, hip hop fifty years, you know. So we got a lot going on. Uh, but yeah, we're excited about this this event, and and we're excited to be part of this industry and to build it. We're going to continue to grow. Well, I hope you do continue to grow. You stay on on target the way you are. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Uh, well, I would ask you a question because, you know, it's, uh -huh. by the way, it's very weird for me to be interviewed. I'm used to being the interviewee. Sure. <laughs> Interviewer. I want your opinions about veterans. You know, uh, yeah. that was one thing I was wishing, you know, I thought we should have on our floor because obviously veterans go to the VA, but it's still against the law federally. And that's a challenge. And so, you know. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on veterans and this cannabis industry. Well, you know, there's this, this, and it's not even a written rule, but yeah. it appears that in the VA, you know, in states where cannabis is legal and it is a medical protocol, and if you have a medical card and you are a veteran, you cannot be denied your VA benefits for having tested positive for cannabis. That's the supposed, but that you doesn't- cannot be denied if you can, if, okay. That's if you are in a state with a legal medical cannabis program and you go to the VA hospital for services, you test positive for cannabis, you are supposedly not able to be denied your VA benefits. And what you heard what I said, supposedly, because that doesn't ring true with every single individual veteran that, that um, goes to the VA hospital. Some of them have been denied services because they say you tested positive, so therefore we don't want you here. Um, and I've heard stories from veterans that have been, you know, horror stories. Mm. So at some point in time, you know, I really firmly believe that we as a nation are going to have to accept the fact that cannabis doesn't necessarily work for all, but it does work for some. And if it works for some and some of our veterans who are struggling the most with PTSD and others, we should get off their back and let them utilize cannabis as an alternative. We can let them use other alternative things. If we can put them on the opioids and other things that we put them on, if this is a way to get them off that, then there's no question we should be allowing veterans to do that. No, I, I, I didn't even understand that, so I appreciate you saying that. But as long as it is still federally illegal, that yeah. means that they can't have it in their hospitals and they can't make recommendations towards it. So it's it's just catch-22. And I think that we are going to, as a nation, have to solve. But we're only going to be able to solve that when we get some of these entrenched, you know, excuse my mouth, but some of these entrenched buttheads out of office. No, that's real. That's real. I mean, we, we have so many people who are still living off of the value they saw in incarcerating brown and black people yep. was the only value to cannabis. And we need to get them out of office. And it's going to take a while. You look at people like McConnell, look at people like, um, oh, um, ah, sorry, the former Speaker of the House uh, female. Um, 
There's a lot of no. I mean, there's there's no reason why we have 80 and 90 year old people representing a population that is exactly. younger. So um, hopefully over the next year or two, I think if I thought anything would change in national cannabis legislation or national cannabis reform, I think and I'm hoping that you know, there are enough doctors now studying the endocannabinoid system. There are enough doctors out there that are discussing the value of us as mammals having an endocannabinoid system that's antagonized by plant-based cannabis. So maybe in the next year or two, we're going to see a change federally, not necessarily for the legalization of cannabis, but for them lifting the restraints on the VA in the states where the states have voted for legal cannabis programs yeah. to allow veterans to use. That, at least, I hope is the start. And then, you know, I also hope that conferences like yours, you know, will start addressing straight up, heads on, the fact that there needs to be. You know, when I first started in this business 20 years ago, 22 years ago, there was a movement out there of organizations that Literally, I flew around the country speaking to legislators, legislators in multiple states. And there was a organization, MBP, DPA, you know, uh, normal that were all funding the advocacy for cannabis. But some of that seems to have come to a screeching halt because people were too busy trying to figure out how to make as much money as they can rather than recognize it until we change the hearts and minds of those that are thwarting this, your money's going to start running out. So, um, you know, I would hope that, you know, we start to see more conferences like yours and others, you know, hold forums about what do we all collectively have to do to come together to start the advocacy again. The advocacy is what's missing. We're not getting people knocking on the congressman's door, knocking on the senator's door, not, you know, calling them out when they see them at a restaurant. We need to start that advocacy. And, and I'm hoping, you know, yours, conferences like yours and others, you know, maybe put put a little put a panel discussion together that way to get people just thinking about working together again this way. Advocacy and coming together is everything, you know, um, and education, you know, because you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, well, it, there's still way too many stereotypes and stigmas with cannabis and doesn't you know, there's still which is unfortunate, you know, and I don't think that's going to happen unless you have change until you have people willing to come out to events and hear all kinds of speakers. But like I said, that's the reason we didn't just have, of course, experts are, are, are crucial. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you have to have that, of course. So we're, we're, we're fortunate. We have a keynote speaker is Andrew D'Angelo. He's a global consultant, sure. you know, and he's a co-founder of Last Prisoner Project and OG and multiple cannabis books. So we, you got to have those people and and so many local people as well and all kind of people, you know. But yeah. I can't say enough about the importance of of, of a patient panel too. And and, yeah. and that's why I, I am happy to have someone from you know a young person to someone who's you know baby boomer who can speak to different different um, challenges. And like you said, it's not going to work for everybody. You know, it's not some magical cure. It has, I read about you and it, you, you tried lots of things and, and you have your own line now and stuff, you know, but it, it didn't, it's not like this one thing is going to, oh, I'm going to try this one thing. It's going to cure everything. You, it takes time. Um, 
you know, one of the people on a panel um, last year, and she's actually, we didn't, we don't have many people coming back from the year before we want to bring new people in, but maybe 5% are coming back. And one of them is Nikki Lolly, and she's um, a cannabis, she's a, she's a pediatric nurse who was totally against cannabis, you know? and never thought about cancel or the other until one day, it's a freak thing. She was holding down some child um, for a standard inoculation, like 10 or 12 years old kid. And he was so scared of inoculations, he bucked his head up against her and and she flew across the room and came back and hit her. The point is, when she went from at one point, that was the last day on her job. She never, she, she had a concussion and she didn't know that, it was just a typical day. And she didn't know that she would go from, you know, working one day to next thing you know it she's on not at one time 30 pills though and at some point 50 and then she was just suicidal you know what i'm saying at one point in her life and nothing she went to different doctors different you know out of state and blah 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 the point is she was totally close against cannabis and cannabis changed her life she's down to like three pills so and so now she's going across the country. She's one of the many advocates for her. And, and it, it is it's important to hear those people's stories, because, you know, if you hear from someone who is always um, smoking, you know, or taking it in any different form, it probably doesn't resonate the same, quite frankly, as someone who was against it. And, and for her, she said it's not like it was some cure all overnight, you know, because she's in New York. And, you know, I think she's in Rochester. I can't remember. But the point is she had to go to Canada at first, you know, to get get her medicine. And then it's still it, it for her. Flower works best. But for someone else, maybe another form works best. I don't know. But it wasn't until she learned more and tried and learned. I don't know. Was it we we I can't remember which app it was, but there was an app she used that helped her learn more about what really worked for her. And so it didn't happen overnight. It's not like some magical cure-all, you know? But right. once she found the strains and, the, and what works best for her, it changed her life. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't pretend to have all the answers. I'm putting on an educational forum for many people who are way more smarter than me than that about this industry, you know? And, and I am excited. I'm excited to have so many different types of workshops. We're trying to, you know, offer a little something for everybody. And it does make me happy. And if it doesn't, I didn't go to an HBCU. Uh, but both of my parents did. And if it doesn't mean anything to anyone else, I'm happy that the two of the booths that are on our floor are Morehouse College where my father graduated and Central State University where my mom graduated from in Wilberforce, Ohio. Uh, they got like a $10 million grant for their hemp program. They're one of the only HBCUs in the country where who has gotten so many um, millions of dollars to study programs for, you know, what they're doing with hemp, you know? And so, so I think, I, it was important for me to have, for us, not me, but me and my partner, Lenny Berry, the founder of this event, to to have try a little bit of everything, um, you know, and careers in the industry, as well as, as advocacy, as well as health. We're just, I know we're buying off a lot, but we're, but we're trying to do our part in the Midwest. That's what we all have to do is just try to do our part. I right? Thank you so and, much. And, and for on that note, kudos to you. I just heard, what, 300 videos, what, in like two years? Are you kidding me? What? Yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. We're at it. Trying my best to keep the, keep the information flowing, and you're doing the same thing. So I wish you well with the Ohio Cannabis Health and Business Summit and hope that most people go up online at that's at ochbs.com. You can find out about it and get the dates, get the times, understand how you get there. And Marsha just said it. If you have a card from any state, 
reciprocal. You guys will recognize that. So call on in and, and get yourself some information, right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep doing what you do. I appreciate you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You keep doing what you're doing too. And you keep tuning in to Let's Be Blunt with Montal. Thanks for joining me on Let's Be Blunt with Montal. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback also, so please send us your comments. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.